morning and welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 127 of your fortnightly manga discussion podcast. My name is Elliot Page. We are recording this on the 7th of May 2023 for release on the 16th of May 2023. Um, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Mr. Andy Hanley. How you doing, Andy? Yeah, I'm doing very well. I, I lost my job at the Yuri Cafe, so I'm now a podcaster. <laughs> oh no, you've written a light novel. Stop it, Andy. Stop it. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's just get straight into it with a little bit of thing. Um, we have a Patreon, more to come on that. But if you'd like to support us, you can find me at, us at patreon.com forward slash screen tone club. Being a patron means you get bonus episodes and you're able to vote on what we cover in said bonus episodes. And also it allows you, if you would so wish, to have a shout out. Um, thanks to our shout out tier members, Mr. Rob Jessup and Seegers Gert. So let's just get straight into it. You already friggin' like opened the floodgates, Andy. So how would you like it if I told you all about how Yuri is my job? Exclamation yes, mark. please, please, yes, please send your CV to <laughs> to show at screentone.club. My CV is actually just a lily um, with my various qualifications written on the various petals. Do not allow a cat near it. Um, actual useful advice there. Don't let cats. I mean, see, I, 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 I figured your CV for this would just be like you like slamming your hand against a wall multiple times. But, oh, so. I, yeah, I, I forgot to edit it into this um, recording so we could use it in the soundboard. Um, Yuri is my job, as mentioned last last episode is a series i've had in my like pile of shame i suppose that i bought i bought volume one like a year and a half ago at least and it sat there always being at spot number three in my like elliot's next to read list but i've never gotten around to it and then an anime happened and then someone sent me um you know the cabed on uh, webm and i'm like yeah fine and so i decided we should talk about yuri is my job for this podcast um the author is miman um it's their first serialized work um at least you know multi-volume it's published by kadansha it's not complete it's currently at 10 volumes in english and 11 volumes in japan so it's kind of caught up to itself at this point there is an anime it's currently ongoing this season um i watched episode one of it for you know just compare and contrast um i like the, i really like the art style just leave it at that for the moment um you can buy it physically or digitally and yeah so yuri is my job is a story about the main character hime who is perhaps the ultimate in a walking disaster character um where man there's so much i want to say about Hime all at once but basically due to walking into someone while out and about on the town she gets shanghaied into going to a cafe that nudge nudge wink wink is basically a send-up of uh maria samagamiteru or maria watches over us and it's basically a yuri a cafe where the hosts are all over each other there's a lot of chaste you know sort of um christian missionary school inflection um but to make sure they don't get sued into the ground by um maria sama um it's in german so don't worry um it's fine this isn't maria samagamiteru um and it's it kind of operates in a similar manner to a more hands-off Oran High School host club, where you have different character archetypes and relations going around, and people pay a lot of yens for overpriced food in a cafe setting that is trying to evoke a, you know, a girl's uh, missionary school on a hill. And Hime um, is kind of introduced as being 
a weirdly aspirational gold digger in that she cute and learned in a a young age to weaponize how cute she was Uh, not just a case of just outright beauty but being a cutie pie and she plans to try and marry a billionaire and then get her life on easy street which i think that's kind of got a lot of problems with it mostly because like I don't know, I always feel that nowadays trophy wives are more used for connections rather than outright looks, and also they're more of a partner in crime, but whatever. That's a sociological paper to be written. But basically, Hime is kind of out to lunch the whole damn time, and even her best friend slash possible stalker um, points that out to her. And so Hime gets roped into this and basically manages to continuously put her foot into it, even though Yuri has now her job, she's very bad at organizing and figuring out what parts of the job and what parts are like kayfabe and so that's basically the premise is he but basically you get hina and uh, hime sorry as a massively clueless and aggressively rake stepping character trying to survive this job um and you know pay back her guilty debt to a manager who is totally not faking an arm injury in order to shanghai this poor idiot into working for her i reckon also the manager has the squeakiest voice ever in the anime and i'm sure the reveal is that she's like 50 or something because that's how anime works um as a as an apology um i read volume two of this because after volume one ends on a kind of darkly hilarious cliffhanger um i was like ah fuck oh well never mind i'll read volume two and then andy said yeah i'm watching the anime and so we're both good anyway enough of my rambling god i every time i try and make these synopses short i go off on one so apologies andy what do you think of yuri as my job yeah i just really enjoyed it like this is this this is not a kind of you know there's no highbrow deconstruction to be had of anything here really this is just like good solid fun like it has a really good cast of characters like he he may in particular is like kind of perfectly placed because you know her starting point is like oh like you know basically my life is a facade like you know i am just i am just faking being the cutest nicest person in the world i'm but yeah like you say she's just a gold digger but like that is i would say i would say she's not a very good gold digger because she's i don't know like i I feel like she's bad at it (laughs) i mean yeah i mean i guess she's kind of a little bit she's she's still at school like it's maybe not not the time to be to, to be digging for gold yet she's just she's just in a prep stage i'd say but like she's kind of a perfectly placed character because like that 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 being her flaw that she just wants to be like a trophy wife like that's not really it doesn't make her a a main character where you're like i just kind of hate her like actually like when the facade drops like she's actually still pretty decent as a human being like you know she cares about kaneko like i thought that was gonna be maybe a reveal of like oh even you know she's just stringing her friends along just because but like she actually cares about people like you know you get into sort of her backstory about why she's like super desperate not to let the facade crack and like that's kind of an understandable like well this is maybe not the best way to handle this but I can also understand like why you're still desperately keeping this up um and you know that all works really well like the cafe setup is just kind of a lot of fun like it's a good it's a good place to just like mix the the real life melodrama with kind of the fictionalized melodrama of this cafe there's a lot of obvious kind of stuff that you can do especially around like newcomer starts at a cafe in terms of like i suck at taking orders why is all this in german um which you know etc etc um like the way it extends out the cast like kaneko very quickly goes from from just kind of like 
quiet like I, I'm I'm your best buddy. I've got your back to like being an important part of the whole thing as well. Like even the sort of the the secondary characters, if you like, in the cafe, all kind of have decent roles to play and are kind of like fun slash interesting characters in their own right. And yeah, it just it's just really easy to kind of read your way through. Like it's well paced. It goes at a decent clip. Um, you know, it's it, it kind of surprised me because again, having watched the anime through, like the I'm trying to remember. Like I think I'm like five or six episodes in, and it's like it takes four episodes to get through this first volume, mm. um, which kind of surprised me because I thought like, oh, that that's got to be maybe a couple of volumes worth of material. But actually, no, that's just like, that's your one volume. Like you say, it drops a, a really great cliffhanger around kind of Mitsuki, the, the other sort of main character who works in this cafe. Um, and yeah, I just like, it's just a very easygoing read that is just the right kind of dollops of kind of like cutesiness and like fun characters and yeah it just all hangs together really solidly at the end of the day yeah i think it, i think uh, i'm gonna steal a phrase that you like to use andy but various kitchen sinks all over this thing um mm. you to come to do some terrible combination it's basically like stepping on rakes except each rake has a kitchen sink attached to it usually aimed at Hime, frankly um it's the part that makes it i i, I feel like i don't know i feel like i'm analyzing this on a way too intense level but there is something really fascinating in the series about Hime is the person who is like her entire life is trying to keep this facade up that is her primary function and you know she lets Kanako see behind it and then of course Kanako goes from like oh yeah secondary friend character to oh no you're very load-bearing in this story and I know shit very quickly um and it's it's wild because Hime is the person who like is most like acting focus in her daily life but then of course when she goes to the cafe um she overhears punters going like ah she's trying a bit too hard with this and it turns out that all the punters it turns out are you know very much bought into the kayfabe and the world and you know someone there is running a fan wiki and you know they are they have an ongoing storyline and world state and so you know people the people the patrons are there for the long haul they're there for the like you know the like um, theater of it really like you know like it's like well, it's like wrestling storyline except with you know big sisters um and overpriced food and german um and so that's what's really fascinating is that like he may as someone who basically spends her entire time analyzing people's facades and making one herself is supremely terrible at compartmentalization and even when told like for this entire first volume she is supremely terrible at figuring out that other people are also doing the facade element and it's like hey you can't you're really bad at understanding the difference between how this character is talking to you at different moments like you you really need to figure this out lass um it's kind of it's a sort of thing also that kind of goes on for the entire two volumes i've read where uh, basically by the end of the second volume it's kind of actually sat her down and caught her up on what the fuck she's doing in this cafe which <laughs> it feels rude where it's like you didn't even give her the light novels to read um tra- tl note also is that i checked maria maria summer as part of this and there's 39 volumes of that damn thing like that's a lot of volumes of like teacups getting broken and oh no big sister which you know fine that sounds like a good pace for that um but it's wild where like 
Hime is just utter dog shit at compartmentalizing her life despite living her entire life with a mask. And also is very, very delicate and kind of easily wounded for reasons that are gone into. Um, and also then to kind of like shut up in a second, but like the end, the volume two author's note is extremely revealing to me and honestly kind of like retroactively made me stop doing all this stuff that I'm doing now and complaining. We're not complaining, just overanalyzing where the author basically admits that they had the first chapter so overstuffed with ideas and things they wanted to show that they were still unpacking elements they initially wanted to put into chapter one at the end of volume two. And if it works, I feel it, I feel that's kind of obvious because like he made storm tusk for so long and has not been told the like you know the landmines she should not step on until after she's very much like done a small jig on them um which makes it fun and very funny to watch her flail but at the same time just feels wild where it's like did you expect this to not go terribly for everyone involved yeah um, I, I mean even even chapter one like feels like it is just like an example of like Hime's monumental stupidity because even the fact that she falls for the whole manager's like I've injured my wrist thing yeah. and it continues to fall for it it's like you know she's literally there like waving her like um you know bandaged wrist around quite freely and kind of having to just sneakily like slip it back into a sling when she realizes someone's looking and at no point does he may even kind of really countenance like is this is this for real is this legit she's just like oh okay sure i i fine if if you're saying this is true then it must be true um so it does kind of then follow through where yeah she's just like talking to Mitsuki like why does she act differently like out front in the cafe and and like in the back room of the cafe I don't understand this and like it is kind of because it's just like a constant thing it's just like yeah okay I can just buy into this because clearly like you are kind of an idiot but I think it really helps as well that like when you eventually get someone else's point of view in this case Kanako it basically becomes obvious that oh no like Hime is a terrible point of view character <laughs> like she's not even an unreliable narrator she's just a like what i don't know just completely utterly worthless narrators because <laughs> it's like hey no one told me about this it's like no they did they told you straight up did you not read the intro packet like you didn't pick up the thing from class and it's like oh no he may is li- kind of an idiot um in a way that is just kind of barreling along in her own world which yeah. honestly well, it, it, again it helps make everything that came before make a lot more sense and better when it's like oh no this actually is her character like she is an idiot <laughs> yeah yeah well it's like even her attempts to keep because you know she's kind of told like hey hey don't don't tell people you work here because it just makes things awkward and she tells kaneko just enough to basically like give a bunch of the game away then plus kaneko is a stalker anyhow so already has photos of her entering the building and so like of course it all goes bad from there um but yeah like i mean kaneko is also just like oh you are kind of deeply problematic in some ways but also you're kind of also like a sweet enough character beyond that to kind of make this work and like i think that's kind of the magic of this series is like because you know mitsuki quickly kind of comes to that point as well of like oh there is there is a bad side to you that is not great but also there is enough to you that still mm. kind of makes you a character that you kind of want to root for them. And so you're not, you're not really here kind of like picking out your sort of villain of the piece or people who you want to want to get their comeuppance. It's like, nah, everyone here has, everyone here has issues, but you're also like a decent cast of people at the end of the day. Yeah. I think the one thing that kind of just listening to you there kind of sprung into my mind is that it's not so much that people are like bad. It's more that they just have like, 
a, a flaw or a maladaption that means that whenever they communicate, everything falls in a pile. Like multiple yeah. characters, apart from the manager and perhaps the like, the Garu, um, uh, bespectacled um, senpai character who basically exists to like languidly read a book while sat on the windowsill and then cause a few Yuri sparks to fly every now and then. Like she is, she clearly has it together and has some stuff going on, but is, you know, she knows enough to not stir the pot, which is appreciated. But yeah, like I feel like every character just has a maladaption, especially with Yano, um, um, who, you know, you get the backstory and you get it from, it's like a rash, it's like a Yuri Rashomon where everyone has their take on what happened and it's like, oh, everyone's wrong. Everyone's kind of an idiot here and everyone was talking past each other or so far past that they weren't even in the same time zone. And yeah, it, this- it also it also works because it means that like this thing, which is a big deal for the characters and especially for Hime, is now basically fully explained. And while it is an ongoing problem, there's no need to have to re- relitigate it every single goddamn time, which is a, be- a blessing because it, it keeps this series moving, which is appreciated. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's also like, yeah, it, it's sort of, I mean, A, it, it creates, you know, a, a very good end of volume cliffhanger. Um, but also like it's kind of the most... It, it, it would be uncharitable to, to call it lazy because it kind of works but like it's it's the most like simple like way of moving the story forward from making sure it doesn't get stuck of he made basically like blurting everything out not realizing that the the person who this conversation was very much not meant for is the person that she's having it with and it's just like well that's just you know th- that has accelerated this series very quickly very succinctly um and i'm i'm kind of here for it um but yeah this this is also this is also a series where really somebody just needs to get all these characters in, into a room and just like get get them to like honestly t- tell everyone else what's going on with them and everything would probably be resolved in like 10 minutes but that wouldn't be fun so instead we have this series yeah it's kind of the the wild part where you think hang on if you got yano and like he made together for five minutes after the shift and actually spoke some sensible sen- sensible words to each other but you know i think that is kind of the part of the fun is that it doesn't you know you can sit there and say that but at the same time everyone is so up in their own business that it kind of helps and also it keeps this sort of like joviality to the series rolling along um which honestly kind of carries it quite well for me but yeah to go back to what you mentioned like this is also a series of a load-bearing changing room so you know plenty of characters accidentally eavesdropping on things they perhaps did not or wouldn't should not have heard so hooray you know that's been used at least twice so far but and it's likely going to continue because people keep fucking blurting stuff out in a semi-public space what are you all doing so yeah yeah which i mean to be fair is kind of a shared thing across both of the, the series on this uh on this episode so you know it's not just a yuri is my job thing um yeah but, it's but, very yeah, much like a um oh they don't know that i said that to this and, uh, yeah there's a relationship chart going on somewhere which makes gives you a headache yeah but uh, but yeah i mean that and that's the nice thing like it makes it makes a really good use of this setting and of the whole like you know fiction versus what's actually going on with these characters you know point of view and also honestly it just looks really nice like all the character designs are super good and kind of very clear and individualistic for all the characters like there's no kind of risk of confusion of who's who in this and there's some really nice kind of illustrations it has good faces like it it really it hits and again it's pretty good it's good at doing kind of 
the kitchen sink stuff in terms of like you know especially like you know just mm. getting angry like she has good angry faces um as an example yeah. like really good kind of close up just like you know i hey I, here's my smiling like in the cafe facade and then the kind of little aside into <laughs> into like Hime's ear of just like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> don't ever do that again. Yano especially, uh, I think Yano especially is very good at being angry with her whole body. It's not just mm, a face yeah. of like, it's not just a face. It's a case of like, oh man, she wants to punch someone, but that would get her super fired. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, she she has this good, really good kind of physical presence mm. because she's pretty kind of like tall, especially compared to Hime, who's just kind of you know a bit of a sort of big spread in comparison. Yeah, it's yeah. like she really kind of like towers over and is quite an imposing figure. Um, um, well, it, so yeah, like all of that works really. It well. also helps that basically Yano has a built-in like one foot clearance from getting close to her because of her big old baps, um, which I feel <laughs> like between one chapter and another, like she put on a cup or two, and I'm like, wow, when this character like stands up straight or bends over, suddenly there's boobs, um, which I don't know, I, I maybe it was just character poses or something where suddenly it's like, oh man, tits, um, where they come from? So yeah, it, yeah it, I, it, I, I, if I, anything, I, it also makes her character more imposing because she has more, she takes up more surface area. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I, I can totally imagine there's a whole thread about this in the, like, the in-universe like forum where everyone's discussing the latest going-ons at this cafe is just like, did, did her boobs get bigger? And there's just like, it, like you know, view page 120 of this forum discussion yeah. is probably what's going the on. The longest there. thread in the history of the forums locked after 5,000 <laughs> posts about whether she's padding her bra. Yeah, exactly. That is the sort of shit that fucking fandom idiots would do, though, um, as someone oh, who maybe, yeah. maybe, um, you know, indulged in that sort of stupid garbage. But yeah, I, as I say, like the one, as I say, it's kind of a weird sort of apologia, but at the end of the second volume, when I read that author, author's note, I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. You, you had a lot to put into one. You had a lot you wanted to get across and then it kind of expanded to cover a surface area you weren't expecting yeah um, and it, this this does also feel like one of those series where it's a kind of like this is all my favorite things kind of manga from the oh, author yeah. as well which again sometimes that can be really tiresome and or messy but like i feel like for all the stuff that is crammed in here it all kind of sits together pretty pretty solidly like no, nothing really feels out of place or kind of like you know overly imposing upon the story as a whole like it, it all it all works yeah i, I think my key sort of takeaway from this even with all my various different overanalyzing and thinking too much and staring and you know griping at the characters is that it never forgets to have fun with it like it is always moving forward it's always having a good old time it's you know it's it's a kid running around on a beach kicking up sand and you know finding a seashell you know it's it's really it's just really enjoying itself which is which really pulls you along it's great the one thing i will say about the anime which i as well as the fact that i like the, how they do the hair and i like the characters the one thing that you they don't do in the manga quite as much because it would probably cause everyone's wrists to fall apart is that you get the like backgrounds a lot more and you get an actual main feeling of spatiality of the cafe whereas mm. if as a manga author you had to constantly break to draw the entire cafe like shop floor with all the tables and people there and showing the cafe is full with patrons you know as i say someone's wrist is going to fall apart very fast um and that will and and so the manga is very much a bit more sort of carving out slices of the spaces to put the characters in and to accomplish what they need to whereas again in the anime it's 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 able to go like hey we drew this one background and we've put all these characters in the background because 
hey we've we've done the shaft they look like pegs thing or you know they are copy pasted and they look generic as hell um which helps and it just means yeah here we go here is the here is the patronage of this thing and that is the one thing i did appreciate about the anime that kind of helped was the fact of oh no this is this cafe is full like these people are here mm. for the show it's like a cabaret <laughs> um so yeah. that really that, yeah. that, I, th- I really like that um yeah for sure yeah also all the voice actors in the anime are like on point um especially like the manager and Hime especially are like just like especially Hime. Hime is a you know she she is she sounds just like you know she is going to be if mm. that makes sense uh yeah. god murdering yeah. english yeah. language there holy shit <laughs> um but yeah i really enjoyed reading this i've already picked up volume two um i'll probably continue um but i think for now i'm going to continue watching the anime first um and then i will probably continue with the manga after the series ends yeah i i think likewise yeah I'm de- definitely sticking with watching the anime kind of curious how far it gets through given that like i say it took like four episodes to get through volume one like i imagine the pace will pick up because that's all the the real kind of heavy lifting in terms of set up um but yeah i'm curious to see how far it gets through this kind of 10 plus volumes that are currently out there um but yeah it's this is definitely like it's just good honest fun like it's sort of you know it's not a challenging read but it's also not kind of you know it's not a complete trifle like it has enough chops and enough kind of meat on the bone that you're not just reading it just because like well it's kind of cute like it does at least have you know i I feel like there are just enough stakes in terms of the the drama and all the kitchen sinks that are flying around to be like yeah okay i'm i'm invested in how all of this develops as well as just enjoying spending a bit of time with the characters man both steaks and chops andy i'm getting hungry um yeah i mean hey it is a cafe yeah well maybe and then they can't just serve you an omu rice can they i mean they could um but no i I also feel that as the series is maturing and bringing more characters in and bringing more characters prominence is that at the stage where we are where i am at the end of volume two is that whenever anything happens it starts to have like a reactivity and more things and you know it causes more characters to bounce off each other and more discreet events and interactions to occur which keeps it interesting honestly is the fact it's like okay you know not everyone has to be involved here but this is going to cause stuff i mean i've seen people posting like various panels and you know kind of pogging out about later volumes and it's like okay stuff is going to keep and continue to happen in this series Mm. um so i've been kind of avoiding that where possible because um don't want to spoil myself on the (laughs) stupid cafe adventure yeah absolutely and again i think that's the nice thing about the setup of this as well is that it is set up in a way that you can organically because you have this weird sort of this weird kind of schism between the sort of the kayfabe as we've been calling it and kind of the reality like whenever anything happens in this sort of tight-knit group of employees is gonna mess with everyone else's day like this is because of the, the the whole kind of acting side of it and trying to keep up appearances like if two characters are having a falling out it's gonna mess it up for everybody and so everyone has skin in the game of just like what are you doing like can you please like knock it off um and that that really helps because it does there are like multiple dynamics at play at any given moment like even in this first volume you kind of you see the ripples going out oh, with yeah. like he he may say something that annoys Yano, and then that ripples out to everybody else because they have to kind of step up their game in the cafe but they can't do it too and- obviously because that will make it obvious to everyone around so, exactly and yeah. so they're like scrambling to cover up or like you know there's a moment in this volume where he is just kind of spaced out because she's like trying to figure stuff out in her 
dumb head basically and so everyone else has to just kind of like forcibly like wheel her out of the cafe and be like right we'll just handle out front for five minutes like can somebody just like i know tip some cold water on her or something like can we reboot her because she's broken (laughs) needs more memory um yeah Yeah. (laughs) i feel like most of this series there's a lot of cases where characters are basically just kicking each other very lightly in the shins it's like come on get on with it like ah no don't do that don't do that no i told you to oh okay fine fine And, and and there is there is a certain reality to that, like you know, that I think everybody's had in a workplace where like someone's clearly like off off, off to the game. races yeah. or just kind of yeah, they're they're like you know they've got something going on, and it's that like yeah, you have to kind of like step in and kind of cover for them and and figure things out. But uh, but no, a, a, a lot of a lot of fun. I, I've really enjoyed this. I mean, ironically, much like you, this has been on my I need to read this for the podcast list for forever because like way back when like Bookwalker had a like first couple of chapters free or something and yeah. i read it and was like oh this is good i should buy volume one and then we can talk about it on the podcast and then it's always been like number two on my list of things to pick and it just never quite makes it yeah precisely i mean eventually i when the anime when i found out there was an anime i was like i'm gonna put this on my actual like real deal list and then i'm like no i'm just gonna put it in the next episode because i'm gonna procrastinate this series into de- yeah i think as you say like there's one there's a real good handle on when you're at work and you see someone coming up with a terrible idea and they might not even voice it, you might see them smirk a bit and you're like, oh, we're all in for it now, aren't we? Like, And you just watch them barrel forward and nightmares ensue. It's just like, oh, motherfucker. Like, did you have to do that? I mean, I guess you did. It is pretty funny, but not at the moment. Like, uh, it's yeah, it's like someone saying one year, one day we'll all look on, look back on this and laugh. And it's like, I'm not laughing now. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I mean th- thankfully, I don't think either of us have like bumped into the street and had someone like force us into an IT job under the the proviso that we've broken their wrist. But you know, I mean, I have. Ha- I mean, if you if you cut off the broken wrist part, that actually has happened to me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, that's when you stop announcing that you do it anymore um especially around family at certain family members when it's oh like, yeah yeah definitely don't do that it's like, oh elliot you know about computers no i don't <laughs> yeah no y- yuri is my job yeah. have oh! Oh, okay i think that'll be it for the yuri is my job <laughs> section given that you've capped it off um <laughs> while we calm down and recharge our glasses and the you know water you know flower jugs full of your lilies um yeah let's go for a smoke break and we'll back be back with you in a second Right, and we're back. Um, so, moving on to your pick, Andy. Um, I'm yeah, I'm very keen to talk about this, and I know you are as well. So, let's just go go for it, my man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, my pick for this episode is "Smoking Behind the Supermarket with You," which is currently kind of it seems like kind of quite the hot ticket in Japan. Um, it seems to be be kicking off and, and gaining quite a bit of popularity there. Um, it is a, a Square Enix published title, uh, which means that it's on the kind of terrible manga up app, which is annoying. I would like it to be on something that is less bad. Welcome but... to my hair, Andy. Have you figured out how many currencies you have? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, I, yeah. I, I just give me a subscription, guys. Come on, what the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. It's like I just want to read all of this thing without having to like navigate this this hell this hell site um but uh, it's also one, but yeah, sorry, so- as, as a last note about manga up is also the fact that like due to its cluttered nature means that there's a lot of content on there but holy shit is it hard to find anything 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, so Smoking Behind the Supermarket with you, currently 27 chapters on there in English. Um, I read all of them for this podcast. I wasn't initially planning to. That probably tips my hand as to how I feel about this one. Um, and so, yeah, um, the main character of this series is Sasaki, who is in his mid-40s. He's a pretty average salary man. Doesn't hate his job, doesn't love his job. Um, you know... Life as a salary man, it's tough. Um, but his one ray of sunshine, his one kind of little, little bright spot in his day is visiting his local supermarket and, and check out number two where, uh, Yamada is usually, uh, is usually the checkout girl and she's, She's lovely. She has a real nice smile. She's real nice to all the customers. You know, she'll she, she'll su- suggest all the the hottest deals and all, all the all the good stuff. And so, you know, he's taken quite a shine to her. He's really trying hard not to be creepy about it because clearly she's a lot younger than than he is. Um, and uh, we kind of join him on one occasion where, like, he's gone to see if Yamada's there to do his usual supermarket trip, and he just needs somewhere to, to, to have a smoke um, because he's also a smoker, as it turns out. Um, and so, trying to figure out where, where he can go, um, a, another supermarket employee uh, called Tayama um, basically says, hey, if you're looking for a smoke, come out back. Um, mostly because, well, supposedly because she wants to bum a light from him. Um, and so they, he stops by there, has a smoke, they chat for a bit. And by chat, I mean she teases him mercilessly and he just kind of like finds the whole thing kind of, kind of awkward. Um, and have you heard, kind have of, you heard of Nagatoro san? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, like, I mean, Cliff notes, this is very much in the like N- Nagatoro Izaki chan kind of like relationship of like, teasing but in a kind of like fond way as as it goes on uh because yeah this kind of turns into a regular thing where like um sasaki goes to to see if yamada's at the checkout and then ends up hanging out with tayama who is best friends with yamada um because they are two different people absolutely um and um yeah like this that that is kind of the basis for the series and it's just it's just wonderful. I just love this so much. Like all of the characters are really great. Um, like Tamiya slash Yamada is fantastic. Like, you know, it, it's, it, it's this wonderful kind of, especially as the series progresses, like it, it's this great kind of relationship between this sort of light teasing. There's kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it has sort of a fun angle on sort of like the gap in their ages, like because Tayama is, is like mid twenties, yeah. and so there's kind of like you know a couple of decades gap, and it's like there's a there's a chapter where like Sasaki is like I need to get a smartphone finally because my flip phone is giving up, and everyone's just like you still have a flip phone? What is wrong with you? Um, and so it's that that typical kind of like middle age, like I don't really know how this new phone works. Uh, like you're young, you can tell me how this works. At the same time, um, it has the like benefit of the fact that he knows what questions to ask and they're like oh what do you mean why are you asking these questions i was like yeah but i don't know how to use this phone so he's not yeah, a complete yeah. tech idiot thankfully yeah that's the thing and, and that's kind of the, the nice thing about him is like kind of he, he gets teased for being sort of a, a bit of a sap and a bit of an idiot but like he's kind of not like he he's 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 just maybe not quite as aware of some of the things that he could and should be as as he, he maybe might be um and and yeah, there's, it just kind of 
develops into this really kind of nice relationship between the two of them as they just kind of like enjoy each other's company um and as the series goes on some other characters get introduced you kind of get to spend a bit of time with the the manager of the store who is also pretty awesome she's Um, yeah the moment she first showed up i'm like this rules this character owns yeah yeah and yeah he's gonna she's basically like a human knife um also vapes so you know she's like antagonist the antagonist because she has a vape pen oh fuck yeah yeah and and this series is really good at like using that supporting cast and kind of growing it out like there's there's a couple of others there's like a floor manager who kind of crops up Uh, by the time we reach sort of the end of the currently available chapters there's another like product manager who is just like this super sweet guy who's like way way into like the best way to sell tangerines um and and other similar kind of useful things um and yeah it's just kind of it's it's so good at doing all the character stuff but it's also really nice at very quietly kind of capturing everyday life mm. and everyday working life in particular like i mean the the core kind of one of the core conceits is like you know yamada at the checkout that's not who that person is and it's yeah. like nobody in any job especially a customer facing job kind of puts themselves out there like you put you put on a facade much like he, um he may and yuri is my job like you know you, you have to have a polished like idealized version of yourself that is super nice to everyone because you're dealing with customers and you have to smile until it hurts um and all of that kind of stuff um, and so, you know, it kind of plays with that around a whole bunch of characters. And there are lots of other just really nice little kind of vignettes around that. It's like, you know, there's a chapter where, like, Yamada kind of gets... She she doesn't even get chewed out by a boss for something, but it's like her boss is like, hey, somebody somebody complained about you in the shop. And it's like, don't worry about it. They're a jerk. Who cares? But she's like, it still bothers me. Yeah. Like somebody, you know, and it's all, all those little things that are just these really nice little snapshots of kind of working life. Like, you know, there are points where like Sasaki's just like stressed out because he's having a rough week where he has to do a bunch of overtime. And it's not like, it's not the kind of massive overblown, like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to work until I pass out kind of thing. It's just like, I'm just knackered. I just really want to just chill out and have a smoke. Like, can I just have a break? Um, and there's just a lot of really nice little things that it captures like that, that really kind of, I don't know, just bubble under the surface of the actual kind of character-based stuff that I think really helps to make all of this work. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, oh, it's my, it's my, I want to touch on there, but like, as you say, like when you're working retail, especially customer facing, you, it's, I mean, to reference it again, because I watched it semi recently, is like in Shiro Bako, you have a, you have some, you have characters who say like, yeah, when I am, on i put on my armor and i like i i put myself into this position and i put this armor on and i am protected and while you know work may get me down and i might have to go blow off steam i have this layer of protection on me and nothing can touch my core um and much the same happens with you know as you say customer facing stuff and being having to be customer serving um and yeah it's there is a slight element of Clark, holy shit, Clark Kent without his glasses is Superman. But at the same time, you know, enough individual things change in attitude and, you know, just, I don't know, like, as you say, like, basic operating procedures of how to interact with people means that Yamada and Tame are come across as completely different people, especially when you are basically an oversized puppy dog like Sasaki, who is um, 40 on the dot, I believe. Um, so, 
he yeah i like sasaki an awful lot i feel like there's a grand unified theory of moe you could apply to him i know that word is not mentioned as much anymore but he is like he's a nice guy he's not a moron he's not wedded to his job he just wants to go and chill he's off the clock he's you know he's gamely trying to keep his hairline in place he has a gaunt slight he has a slightly gaunt face he you know he lets his emotions show on his face a bit easily which means that he is extremely easy prey for tamia to basically just you know utterly needle the shit out of him um in ways that are fun and enjoyable and also the fact that like you know the fact there is this subterfuge element it means that there's zero tension to their sort of meetings um and you know it's it's kind of gone beyond the whole oh will he ever figure it out thing to i mean that it's kind of that's not really even the point anymore um and also once the manager turns up you know it starts to become a case of like the manager figures it out in about 14 seconds and then it's like I'm going to leave this well alone. Um, and it's one of those characters where she just enjoys watching her playthings dance around. Um, <laughs> so it's like multiple layers of teasing this old boy. Um, and yeah, his, his, I think it also helps that like basically all his work worries are like in single explanations and you don't ever have to be with him at work, if that makes sense. Like everything takes place behind the supermarket. Um, and so that's quite nice in the it's a special little place for the two of them to be doofuses. And at the same time, Sasaki's a nice guy. You know, he means well. He doesn't just throw his hands up. You know, he doesn't just go, oh, technology. Like I say, he like gets a flip, gets a smartphone and then says, can you help me out? I'd really appreciate it. And that's pretty fun. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and he's, and, and, and he's, he's just like super earnest about oh, yeah. everything as well, which is kind of like his sort of one superpower in his ability to kind of like disarm Tayama sometimes is just like, you know, like there's a point where uh, one of the perhaps the most poignant chapters where like she's talking about like why she took up smoking in the first place, which also is like, Oh, I've not gotten that far. I've not gotten that far. <laughs> oh yeah. There, there, there's a point where she, she talks about why she, she kind of got into, to started smoking. And she, basically her take on it is just like, she tells the story and she's like, yeah, I, I don't know why that, that led to me like starting smoking. And he just very succinctly like sums up exactly why she did it. And she just has this wide eyed moment of just like, oh no, <laughs> holy shit, you're, yeah, actually that's, that's it. You've just nailed it. And like, you know, it's, it's those kind of little moments that, that are really nice. Um, but yeah, like you say as well, it's, it's smart. I was fully expecting it to kind of expand its world a lot, a lot more beyond the supermarket, but it's really smart about not doing that. Yeah. Like it does it a little bit. Like you get to see a little bit of Sasaki's workplace, you know, usually as it pertains to, is something around kind of you know his his supermarket sweep for one of a better phrase God damn it, Andy. Um, um and you know because there are little moments where it's, it's like there, there's a chapter where like one of his work work colleagues is like hey you're using way more hip language now like why are you talking like a, a youngster and he's just like oh no like clearly this has been rubbing off on me which again is like a really nice kind of little observational thing because that kind of happens oh, right no, you that hang happens out with all people. the fucking time like. Yeah, like you hang out with people who have a slightly different kind of lexicon to you, and then you start to kind of absorb their sayings and their little like peccadilloes and things, and and that's that's the whole thing. And th- there are a few nice little moments where there's kind of this bleeding over of their their kind of supermarket smoking sessions and real life, um, which sort of I, I feel like they they do become more frequent as you go forward because you know that they, they are just 
kind of looking for you know reasons to talk to each other more well it it Um, becomes more of like an appointment for them it's not like we have made plans to be here it's just if if to my if tammy is there that'll be nice yeah and so it it works really well because there's zero like obligation there at all which is really nice and, and even then, it's like, you know, basically, like, your conversation's the length of a cigarette. Like, you don't have this kind of awkward, like, wh- when is this conversation going to finish? How long is this going to go on for? It's like, no, we're here to smoke. So when we've, we're done smoking, then that's the end of the conversation. Like, you know, it is it is a very kind of compartmentalized thing um, that, that that doesn't have to run too long or run too short. Like, it kind of, it, it goes on quite, quite nicely, and then you stub out your cigarette and it's done. Yeah. Blah, blah, smoking kills is bad for you but it's a very useful device in this manga so let's run with it yeah it works really well as you say like a timer where like if you are gabbing you the smoke is not in your mouth anymore so you have more time to gab but then if you need to get back to work you can kind of just go and then stub it out and off you go and also like you say like sasaki is extremely earnest and very pure i suppose like you know multiple characters have compared him to a puppy already um but like you know he will do things like he you know he got tamaya tamaya a a little gift as a thank you for some advice and he's like yeah i I don't know like here you go this feels right and you know of course he gets needled for it but then it is like no thank you like thank you very much this is this was very thoughtful you didn't need to do this and it's i think from both of them that is the the glue that holds it together is like you know the facade doesn't need to all the way drop for the appreciation and thanks to come through um, yeah well and and, and again I, I think that's where it also works in kind of a similar way to something like a negatory where for all the kind of like needling like you know negatory is also a character that's easily disarmed by somebody just being earnest and be like no seriously like thanks you helped me out here and you know or, or something that you know or, or, or it's kind of you know a, 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 a joke or a bit of teasing that inadvertently backfires on her mm-hmm. and suddenly like it kind of gets the, the volleyball is tossed back into their part of the court it's like oh I was not prepared for this I know I I think the volleyball sometimes just gets spiked straight into her face <laughs> and yeah yeah but it's like you know again there's that nice like sasaki never really gets a chance to kind of like get his own back at teasing it has no interest in doing so really it's not his like his modus operandi at all but sometimes he inadvertently kind of yeah like yeah. spikes the ball in back into the court in a way that is is, is really pleasing and, and again like as, as you get deeper into it sometimes some of the some of those extraneous characters kind of accidentally or perhaps not so accidentally like stir things up as well um and you know that that is also enjoyable because then it's that it's that really great kind of almost sort of slightly cinderella-ish thing of just like where the mask slips and suddenly like tama is just like can't even start to hide the fact that she has a real soft spot for this guy and it's just like <laughs> it's there's, there's no there's no getting past it because like her her default response is just like gives the whole game away and it's just like yeah you're not really hiding this from anybody except yourself at this point yeah it really works as well because like you know it's a master it uses the very simple and human thing of like turning away from someone because you're like I don't want to see them see the I don't want this person to see the face I'm pulling right now because I know it's going to give me away away and that is the sort of thing that does happen like back in the actual supermarket itself when the manager sees um you know Yamada Tamiya one time and it's like oh okay I see what's going on here I'm just gonna leave her alone with that like she's making a face that she doesn't really want to show other people and I'm not going to point it out because then it will ruin my fun um so that really works and yeah it's 
it's it's good it's good forgive me for sounding a bit dumb but it's very it's good clean fun like it's really it's amusing it's not hurtful it's you know as i say the characters look nice it it, it you know the characters look nice like um tamaya especially um looks nice and is kind of drawn to be like cool as as cool as you can get away with when you need to change out of your work uniform but you don't want to leave um work in the work uniform so you're like okay i don't want to i don't want to walk out of here with my work uniform on because someone's gonna jump me and that's always a pain in the dick so if i put this jacket on and adjust my hair i'm a different person and all of a sudden i'm easy i'm easy to get away from here um so that's a really it's very it's very keyed into that which is entirely realistic um and you know Sasaki usually is coming home from work and so looks like a bit droopy um so it, yeah. yeah yeah like his his character design is is really good for having that like post day at the office kind of like yeah like you you're kind of disheveled and you're beyond the point of caring like it's really good as well because you know as you go through the seasons there, there are like chapters where it's like the height of summer and dude's just real hot because he's still having to wear like his work stuff like there, there's a there's a, a, a good chapter where like he's just like he has a day off and so he's just like hanging around in sweatpants basically i, lo- yeah, I, I like- love that look of him being just like yeah of course that's what he wears at home because he doesn't have to put a fucking shirt on <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's a lot of a lot of great little things like that where it's just like a very situational like again there, there's a chapter where it's like there's like a, a basically a typhoon or whatever going on and it's just like yeah the dude's gotten drenched in the rain and it's like that was it's, re- it's all, i really all- enjoyed that if only for the role reversal and then i just like hey come inside let's see what i can set up um that's a really good <laughs> chapter as well um for that and there's also of course sorry andy there is the miguel moe uh glasses chapter um uh, which mm-hmm. you know it, it it feels nice that basically it's you know sasaki is the moe one who's kind of can't le- be left alone type thing yeah um, and, and, and again that 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 was one of my kind of favorite moments just in terms of like the dynamic between those two characters because like tiama is like with with completely straight faces just like don't stop wearing your glasses yeah. and like sasaki being the innocent child that he is on the inside is just like okay like with no kind of like comprehension as to why she might be saying that just like yes yes they will help me see well i i understand why you think i should wear my glasses it, it, and it's like oh bless it, you. it has the ultimate in like like very extremely non-sexual mundane erotic sort of like expression where tamaya has like a finger a single finger extended she's looking right at him and she's extended a finger and she's placed her finger on the like the bridge um of the glasses to push just not pushing but just to keep them in place and it's like man that's that's weirdly hot in an extremely yeah. mundane way. I mean, yeah, like, and, and that's the thing. This series kind of knows what it's doing throughout. I mean, there, there's a cigarette kiss because, of course, there is. Um, and you know, yeah, then, and it, it's it's so good at kind of splitting the difference there because it would be so easy, given the the ages of the two characters, to have moments that feel kind of creepy or exploitative or uncomfortable. But it manages because the characters are who they are, and they always kind of sit within those character archetypes it's like there's a chapter where it's like tiyama shows just like hey yeah like you know this is how i'm keeping cool and she's just like wearing kind of like a crop top with her midriff shown and and sasaki's immediate response is like 
you're going to get cold, have my jacket, keep warm, not just here's like, a belly I'm going to Here's a stomach warmer. <laughs> which, yeah, which is then just like annoys Tiamat, because it's like, while you were enjoying Yamada just like having her short sleeve shirt earlier, it's like, and I'm showing you my stomach and you're just like, cover up, like, what's, what's the deal? Here? Yeah, but hey, um, oi, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very fun ways of using that, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of gotten to the point now where, if, you know, of course they're different people. You know, it would have been obvious by now. Like after about five chapters, it's like, yeah, let's just leave this or let's just leave this set up in place. Um, it's yeah. not an ongoing mystery. It's just a funny thing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And it it does, of course, it has a point where she almost like confesses, and then something comes along that means she doesn't need to anymore. And it's like, okay, sure, of, of course. But again, and I mean, this this is also the thing about kind of like splitting the difference on the kind of slightly like erotic moments is like because they're just in this little kind of smoking pen at the back like everything is in a very close confined space Mm. like if either of them has to move at all they're kind of going to end up sort of crossing (laughs) paths or interacting with the other so there are lots of moments where like Tiama in particular like uses that deliberately to tease Sasaki of just like yeah well I'm just going to like drape my legs over you or whatever because hey this is a real confined space and I need to move so whatever Um, the time she moved her lighter and gave him cramp Um, yeah yeah and i mean again it it kind of it it plays in in some really fun spaces with that and again also sometimes it turns the table on like you know she accidentally does it and then she gets all embarrassed of just like oh no i didn't mean to do that that's i don't know um but yeah i i just i just adore everything about this series like it it looks gorgeous like the characters are wonderful and this is one of those i just want to hang out with these guys like i won't smoke i'm good but i'll I'll hang out with you guys and watch you guys smoke because this is a lot of fun no yeah i just want to join the ranks of the characters who watch them from afar and like kind of go just chuckle to themselves it's just like <laughs> these idiots so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and again my, my, as we mentioned in, in, in the previous bit that there, there are a whole bunch of kind of like overheard conversation bits where you know like one character or the other is about to walk into the smoking area to see if they can hang out and kind of walk into the midst of a conversation and they just have that like I should leave, but also I need to hear this, and also I still want to hang out, so I'm, yeah. mm, I'll just I'll just circulate here. I but guess. also, if you say like, "Oh, sorry, I interrupted you," both of them will go, "No, you weren't," and then you know the moment's gone. You've ruined it. Um, yeah, so yeah. you know you can't extract yourself without breaking this like Fabergé egg of dorks. Um, except yeah. they're not really dorks. Like, well, Tamiya Tamiya is not a dork, um, but Sasaki is very much just a yeah. He's just a puppy. Um, but yeah, he, he, he really works as this kind of hangdog dude. Um, and yeah, as I say, very much a Moe character, but without the Ugu part of it. <laughs> or the yeah. or the mild mental damage <laughs> so but yeah i really enjoyed this i'm not quite all the way caught up uh, but i can kind of see why it's hit big and also it's nice that you know to to give manga up at least a little bit of credit is the fact that they whacked every all, all the chapters available on the service from day one of just like here you go here's what here's what's available rather than like yeah. you know oh we're going to release it slowly it's like no don't just whack it all up there and let people sort it out yeah, yeah. The only trouble now is like I don't know when the next chapter is coming out, and I'm I'm ready for more. But uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it in Returning Champions, I guess. Yes. Anything else to mention about um, uh, what was it? Um, smoking behind the supermarket with you. 
No, no, I, I think that's that's everything. But no, I very much in my my highly recommended pile. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did quite enjoy. Also, one thing about this series is that until it was put on manga up, it was getting scanlated by a bunch of you know groups out there, and I had forgotten how funny scanlator group names are. Um, <laughs> like Melon Pan Translation, Seven Bottles of Vodka, and What's Typesetting. Um, which that last one could be applicable to a number of different groups and publishers. But hey, let's not let's not beat them up too much indeed oh dear cool so moving on to what we're talking about next time um i have another series which is on a, on a um, subscription service uh digital subscription service i am i've decided to pick the um recently announced and also released um series um crescent moon marching um on azuki and andy how about you um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you picked that one because, yeah, as, as a big sound euphonium fan, I, I've had by that was the title. I was trying while. to remember what title the title of that um, thing. Yeah, because it's yeah, I'm 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 hoping it's it's gonna be it's gonna tick those boxes for me. Uh, but yeah, my pick is a, a recent Dempa release, I believe. Uh, first one has just come out of uh, March comes in like a lion, which is uh, I think the anime adaptation. Of this is amazing. I've wanted to read the source material for the longest time, and now I can. So I guess we'll see what that's all about. Yeah, from what I understand, is that this has also been quite long in coming um in that it's been in kind of production hell for a while at least in terms mm-hmm. of the demper release so um yeah we'll be looking at that i'm quite looking forward to it as well i've heard amazing things about the anime but i've never quite gotten the like stones together to sit down and watch it because quite frankly i think i'll end up crying because i'm a big old soppy baby um mm-hmm. so yeah um listen to our recent bonus episode on robo sapiens if you want to hear about elliot's <laughs> adventures about being a big old baby oh dear so thank you ever so much for listening um you can find our website at screentone.club which has all of our previous episodes and a link to a little searchable page with all of our previous titles covered which has been updated as of yesterday hooray um if you like the podcast please tell a friend that stuff really helps and like word of mouth is still the most like the best way for podcasts to spread um you can also find us on twitter at screen tone club uh, you can email us at show at screentone.club um as for personal plugs uh my name's elliot page as mentioned you can find me on twitter at elliot page and andy how about you yeah you can find me on twitter at hannah's 1979 woo so thank you very so much everyone and from both of us good night bye everyone. bye